discovered in the gift of salvation. All right, I want you to go to John 3.16. Let's go. Hey, y'all, this is a very good message. You should send it to your friends, especially those of you who have friends that do not necessarily believe like we believe or go to churches that don't believe all the things that we believe in. This is going to be good today. And I'm going to try to hurry through it, but I'm not going to rush through it too fast because we got a lot to cover. And if we don't cover it all today, guess what? If Jesus don't tarry, we'll be here next week. Somebody say amen. And if you come back, we don't need that message no way, right? Praise God. It's John 3.16, for God so loved. Can we all read it together? I love reading that together. Everybody, one, two, three. For God so loved that he gave his only that whosoever should not but shall everlasting life. Now, y'all, this is the key most scripture when you talk about salvation, being saved, and being born again. This is one of the most recognizable scriptures as it pertains to salvation and being born again. But you know, I've been on a campaign for a long time, about the last 20 years, because I heard Billy Graham say, and I believe it, he said most people in the church that go to the church, you know, nine out of 100 people in America go to church, used to be, now I think it's more like seven out of 100, or six out of a hundred. But even out of those people that go to churches, I mean, we got a nice crowd here today. Oh, uh, y'all, he said he believed that 90 to 95% of those people are not even born again. They've never given their life to Christ. And so I believe that. Because most folks, especially in the modern day, 2023, post-COVID, most people don't even know what they believe anymore. The modern church has morphed into something that some people go to get something. Why are we coming to church? Well, I went to go get something to church so they could do something for somebody that they don't quite know who or what or why. And it's created this mysterious, ethereal thing that you can't hardly touch or grasp or understand. It's elusive. It's indescribable. I know I should go to church because I feel guilty when I don't. I know I should give because I'll be broke if I won't. Yet there's a mass ignorance about what it's all for. I know I should do something. I don't know quite what I'm supposed to do. I know I should be living better than I am, but I don't know how much of living good is going to get me into heaven or how much of the bad I do is going to send me to hell. I, I'm, I'm I don't know. I don't know. So there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to salvation. But I want to say this. Jesus said it, and I'm just repeating him. If you're not truly saved, you won't go to heaven when you die. If you're not born again, the Bible says, Jesus said it, marvel not that I say, ye must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. So you need to know what that means. If you're not born again when you die, the Bible teaches, Jesus taught it more than anybody, that you go to hell. I didn't say it, he said it. And the Bible teaches it over and over. And so salvation is required before you die. It is the most important decision that you'll ever make. However, you can't make an uninformed decision. That's why we wrote the book, the SAT. That's why we do the SAT test and all of that. Because if you don't know what it is, how can you believe? The, Paul said it like this. How can they believe on him that they've not heard? So today we're going to talk about, one more time, the gift of salvation. What does it mean when I give my life to Christ? So, Last time we talked about this, we talked about what's blood got to do with it. How many of y'all remember that? If you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to that message. It was very profound. There was uh, somebody who's a uh, multimillionaire heard it, and uh, he rephrased it and sent it out to his whole staff and his whole company. 
um, because he was so moved by that message. So if you haven't heard that message, go back and listen to what's blood got to listen. What's blood got to do with it? We preached it two, two or three weeks ago. But here's a recap for everybody, and I want you to pay close attention. If you never really understood what this is all about, and church is all about, and salvation is all about, and God is all about, and Jesus is all about, pay close attention. Here's the recap. God created the earth, then he created man and woman to rule the earth. Men and women are supposed to rule the earth. Somebody say amen. amen. Psalms 115 says what? Let me see. Psalms 115, 16 says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But the earth have he given to the children of men. So, here's the recap. God created the earth. Then he created men. Put men in the earth to rule the earth. Who's supposed to rule? Men. So We can just say we are. Who's supposed to rule? We are. Somebody say amen. He created a legal prerequisite for remaining the ruling class and entity in the earth. All he did was have one rule. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a world where there's one rule? There's no speed limits. Hello? There's one rule. There's, there's nothing against anything else. There's one rule. Somebody say amen. And he gave man one rule. And which was that they could eat of anything in the garden, but of the tree of knowledge good and evil they shouldn't eat. The day that you disobey this law, you lose all rights to rule, you'll die. And so what happened? Well, when they obeyed Satan versus God, then Satan became the ruler of this world. Come on, this this is real real quick. Second Corinthians four three through four. But if the gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. In whom this is what I want to get to the God of this world has blinded the minds. The Satan is the little God. He is the God of choice. That's why when they ask Jesus, will there be few people saved or will there be a lot of people saved? Jesus said there will only be a few. He said because most people go the way of destruction. That's a paradigm shift, right? Most people say, most people are pretty good. Most people probably go to heaven. That's not what Jesus said. He said, most people are going to go to hell. Because most people, the way of the world, they prefer Satan to be the little G-O-D of this world. So he created the world. He put man in it. He only gave us one rule. We still messed that up. Somebody say amen. We obeyed Satan instead of God. And so God became, Satan became the ruler of this world. I'll show you another scripture to back this up. Luke chapter 4, 5 through 6. This is the devil talking to Jesus. He took him up on the high mountain and showed him all the industries, all the kingdoms, all the businesses of the world in a moment. And the devil said unto him, all this power I will give to you. And he's still giving out power now. And the glory of them, and that's the money, the finances. He said, but because it has been delivered unto me, and whosoever I will, I can give it. We heard about people selling their soul to the devil for fame, right? This is a true thing. People have done that. And the devil can give them the power of the industries, right? Because it was delivered to him to rule. Who delivered it unto him? Not God. It was Adam. Somebody say amen. How do we know this? Go to Romans 6, 17. Know ye not that to whom you yield your servants to obey. His servants are ye to whom you obey. So they obeyed Satan in the Garden of Eden. They became his servants. They delivered to him the right to rule. Are y'all getting this? Is this going too fast? Y'all understand this? Yes. So God started with one instruction. <laughs> and then our great, great, great to the 10,000 power grandfather Adam messed it up. He refused to follow one instruction. So then God continued with ten commandments as if we couldn't follow one commandment. Let's see what they do with ten, right? No man can keep them except for one. Let's go to Romans chapter 3 verse 10. Is this good? Is this a good review? 
As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. We talk to people all the time. We give them the SAT. They say they're good. They say that they ain't never done nothing to deserve hell. They say that they're righteous. Y'all, that is a lie from the pit of hell. The, what does the Bible say? You notice when you talk to men, they always say how good they are. They ain't never done nothing wrong. They'll never hurt nobody. But what does the Bible say? As, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Not even Mother Teresa was righteous in her own self. Not even the Pope. Not me. Not my saintly grandmother, Mama Long. And she would tell you, she'd say, she'd say, uh, she called me Pastor Ryan. She said, Pastor Ryan, when you preach, I get so convicted. She was 85. I said, convicted of what? You don't do nothing. Oh, she said, oh, I got a lot of things God has to forgive me for. I'm like, what? You don't drink? You don't smoke no weed? You don't cuss? I mean, what do you do? But she had a actual, what do you call it, self-actualization about who she was. She had a sober idea about who she was. And she didn't see herself like I saw. I saw her as perfect. Somebody say amen. As it is written, there is no unrighteous. No, not one. Can we, can we read that together? As it is written, there is no unrighteous. No, not one. Not even me. Say, not even me. Not even me. Not in yourself. Look at Romans 3.23. After the Ten Commandments were given, for all have sinned and come short of God's glory. Nobody kept the Ten Commandments. We ain't got to go through them. Probably on number one, number two, you can't get past that. Somebody say amen. Listen to this, Romans 6.23. So if we all sin, what's the price of that? The Bible says, for the wages of sin is what? Now death is in every part. I often wonder, like, God, if you say the day that you eat it, they'll surely die, but they didn't fall dead. He said their spirit died first. <laughs> Which led to physical death. Somebody say amen. And then there's the second death. It talks about in Revelation. When you die and go to hell, you die in hell. And then at the end, Hell in the grave is going to be thrown in the lake of fire. So the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the recap. Y'all got it? No one can keep the law. Jesus kept all the commandments to become the perfect sacrifice. We talked about atonement and what's blood got to do with it. So you got to go back. I can't go back to that. But in no other religion or our faith or belief system, do they deal with sin? Do they atone for sin? You can't get atonement in Islam. You can't get atonement uh, serving Buddha. You can't get atonement in Hinduism. You can't get atonement. There's no other faith, religion, or belief system that atones for sin. Somebody say amen. amen. But Jesus did. He became the perfect sacrifice, and he atoned for sin. His blood was used as a ransom for us and as the African said in my illustration last time, he die, I no die. Somebody say amen. Now, here is the rub. Most people, I know, because I got excited about salvation. Little mom, when I was seven years old, six years old, I was just telling everybody that when you die, you know, you can go to heaven. And I was witnessing the people, and I was sharing my faith, and I didn't care who it was. I didn't care who it was. It was, it was kids my age. Y'all, I started a little Christian club in my apartment complex. And just started having, having people over. Mama, you remember this? Had Kool-Aid and cookies. And, and we, had, we talked about the Bible. I was saved. I mean, I got saved. Right? And, and so all I knew was this, this evangelical, you know, get people born again so they don't go to hell when they die. That's all I knew. And that's kind of Baptist, that's fundamentalist. I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what we were taught. And listen to Billy Graham, and he talked about just being born again and giving your life to Christ and knowing when you die, you go to heaven and all of those things. All right. Now, this is where I'm, this is going to get real good for everybody, even the people who think they already know everything. 
okay? So, write this down if you're a writer. There's a difference in the person of Jesus and the principles of Jesus. There's a difference. Now, we were taught to receive the person of Jesus so we could get born again, receive him as our personal Lord and Savior, right? We were taught that, and that's true. Because the most important thing is, when I die, I go to heaven. I mean, what good is it to have, what is it called, Bugattis? <laughs> have all the Yeezys, have all the clothes, and have all the money, and have the yachts, and have all the cars, and, 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 and what's the one I want, uh, the Maybach, but have all the Maybachs and all that stuff and, and, and lose your soul. Jesus said, what good is, what profit a man to gain the whole world and do what? I think Biggie had gained the whole world. Like when he called him Big Papa, everybody knew it. Everybody knew him, but he lost his soul. Somebody say amen. As far as we know, I mean, maybe in his last breaths, he, he confessed Christ or something. Let's hope he's there. But you can, you can gain the whole world and lose your soul. So I learned about the persons of Jesus, but nobody taught me about the principles of Jesus. Here's another thing to write down. There's a difference between the love of God and the laws of God. Now, most of the time when you say law, uh, especially the fundamentalists, those of us who think we know the Bible, we think about the Ten Commandments. That's not what we're talking about. There are laws and principles in the new covenant. So a long time, the devil was able to steal from me and my wife because all we knew about was the person of Jesus. All we knew about was the love of God for God so loved the world. But we're talking about the gift of salvation. What's all in the box? Y'all saw the video at the end that there were little boxes inside the big box. There are other things inside of salvation than just the forgiveness of your sins. And we're going to talk about that today. Somebody say amen. amen. See, the love of God is talked about in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? That whosoever believes in him, all of that, right, should not perish. That's talking about when you die. And y'all, this life is short. Whether you live to be 50, 70, 80, 90, 120, when you compare that to a million years, it's a drop in the bucket, right? Life is pretty, pretty short. Jen, I looked up, I was in the marriage class today, and I was talking about, you know, you need old couples and you need young couples and in the church, this and that. And I thought about, we was the oldest couple in the marriage class. Me and you, we the oldest, we 50. I was like, oh my God. I remember when we would have been the youngest ones in the marriage class. All you young people sitting on the back, you girls back there, listen to me. It's going to go fast. It's going to go fast, fast, fast. You think you all fine now? You young now? All you young, you see Isaac over there? He, oh, you, just, you just run around the building. Don't even get be out of breath. Oh, it's going to go fast. Oh, it's going to go fast now. You're going to blink and it's going to be, What? Then you're going to be 30. Then you're going to be 40. Then you're going to be like, hey, God, can you slow this down? Y'all, I feel like I had a birthday like six months ago. My birthday coming up again next month. I say, God, can you calm down? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Bishop? I mean, it's just fun. You know, you, you don't see those cartoons where the calendar just be flying off the plate. I mean, it's just. <laughs> yeah. So the devil will steal from you if you don't know the principles that come with salvation. And that's what we're going to talk about. So here we are. This is what I want to talk about for the rest of my time. What's in the salvation box? Everybody say, what's in the box? You ever got a good big old present and be like, well, I can't wait to see what's in You didn't know what's in the box? And he said, let's see what's in the box. I remember the first time. How many of you remember your, your, anybody, anybody have iPhones in here? All right, you remember how many of y'all remember, got like the first version of the iPhone when it first came out? How many of y'all remember when you first got that box? Like you was like, ooh, 
And the box, you know, Apple make everything all sleek. And you open that box, you just want to see everything. Then back then they give you earbuds. They don't give you nothing now. Back then they gave you earbuds, they gave you chargers, they gave you something to go on your screen, they gave you the Apple emblem you could put on stuff. You just wanted to see what was in the box. How I many of y'all want to see what's in the box? Well, y'all, there's, there's a lot of stuff in the salvation box that we've been missing. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's go to Isaiah 53 and 5. That'll be a clue. Isaiah 53 and 5. Oh, this is good. Now, you know, like I said before now, this is doctrine. <laughs> it's like eating steamed broccoli. How many of y'all can't wait to get home and eat some steamed broccoli? Oh my gosh. I don't like you, Cherish. I don't like you. Skinny people always want to eat some grass. <laughs> you know that skinny people are always excited about grass. <laughs> That's why they be skinny. Somebody say amen. Fat people, we always be excited about biscuits and gravy and fried chicken and breaded fish and cranberry sauce and dressing. Amen. They got me on a raw diet right now. So it's like, oh, my God. Like, what are we going to do for Thanksgiving? Eat some more grass. I wake up every day. It's nothing exciting in my life anymore except for my wife. I just wake up every day and say, my wife said, what you want to eat? I said, grass. <laughs> so all I can eat is grass. When I leave here today, I'm not excited. I'll just eat some more grass. I'm losing weight, but y'all, the grass, the grass got to go, man. So this is doctrine that we're teaching, and it's, it can be, you know, ah, but you need it. Somebody say, I need it. It's like nobody gets excited about taking vitamins, but you need them. Somebody say amen. All right. Now, Isaiah 53 and 5 reveals to us uh, uh, what's in the box. Now, you, you notice when people preach salvation, right? They often, they just talk about the sin part. But there's a lot of other stuff that Jesus paid for on the cross. At the same time, he paid for your sins. He paid for some other stuff, and it's right in the scripture. Let's look at it. It said he was wounded for our transgressions, right? So we know he died on the cross. They wounded him. They, they pierced him in the side, right? They put nails in his hand. They put spikes in his feet. He was wounded for our transgressions. That's our sins. Any sin that you could ever commit has been forgiven. Not only that, any sin that was committed against you is forgiven. Somebody say amen. amen. We dealt with that a lot up here today with the family secrets and some people have been touched and some people have been molested. And so when you are the victim of that, you feel like you're sinful. You, you have been uh, stained or something like that. But no, he was wounded for all the transgressions. Somebody say amen. We ought to be happy about that. That the blood of Jesus took away all of our sins. He was bruised. Now, a bruise is under the skin. Yes? So you can't apparently see that bruise, right? Unless you got a black eye, that's a bruise, right? But most of the time people have clothes, and so you can't really see the bruise. And then if you're dark like me, it's hard to see if I got a black eye, right? Y'all can laugh at that. That's funny. Can't tell if I got a black eye or not, right? But a bruise is something that's under the skin. Iniquities. Hello? Some of y'all, when uh, Rashid and, and, and Brianna was up there talking about their $20. Now, y'all on the outside, y'all like, because you know you're supposed to do that. On the inside, like, damn, how can they get all this stuff? See, that's iniquity. You can't see that. Jealousy. Envy. Everybody smile. See, I can't see your iniquity. You look like, you look so nice. Hatred in your heart. You can't see that. Somebody say amen. amen. Unforgiveness, you can't see that. But y'all, he was bruised for our iniquity. Under the skin, hidden, is a bruise. Under, under the skin, hidden, our iniquities. All right? So anything you could ever feel, 
Think. Some people feel condemned because they thought something. You can be forgiven for bad thoughts. Somebody say amen. You ever thought about killing somebody? See, y'all lying. I know I would thought about just, if I could just grab them by the throat. Hello? Yeah, you want to grab somebody by the throat. And I know my wife don't want to grab me by the throat before. Don't lie. You ever want to grab me by the throat? Yes. Now, y'all, she can admit it. Every last one of y'all can admit it. You don't want to kill somebody. Of course you have. <laughs> but all that's forgiven. Somebody say amen. Now, here's the, here's the third part. What else is in the box? The chastisement of our what? The chastisement of our what? Peace. Now, that word is shalom. Where do we hear that word? Do the Muslims say that word? What they say? Assalamu alaikum. And then what they say? Shalaikum, shalom. Right? That means peace. That means peace. That's the same word where it says chastisement of our peace. Right? Shalom. What does that mean? Shalom means nothing missing. Everybody say nothing missing. Everybody say nothing lacking. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Listen to it. Shalom. Safe. Well. Happy. He paid for your happiness too. No, he just paid for our sins. No. Does he want you in a happy marriage? He paid for that. That's part of his principles. But you got to walk out the principles. Somebody say amen. It's still a gift, but you got to walk out the principles to be in a happy marriage. Somebody say amen. Listen to this. Welfare. Oh, I love this. I love this. I wish I had sent it to y'all so, so that y'all could put it on the screen. Welfare. Here's the next word. And I'm looking at the exact Greek or the exact Hebrew word. Prosperity. That's what I want to get to. On the cross, what's all in the salvation box? What's all in the salvation box? Well, not only are we forgiven for our sins, not only do we go to heaven when we die, but that word peace, I'm looking at the very word Isaiah 53 and 5. I got a program on my, on my iPad. I can push that button and it tells me what it means in the Hebrew. And one of the meanings of that word, shalom, is prosperity. See, I didn't know about that when I got saved. All I knew about was he wanted me in heaven when I died. But then the church kind of talked, well, we don't need these earthly goods and money and all that stuff, so what are we worried about that for as long as we go to heaven when we die? And that's where Malcolm X and Farrakhan and all them said, came in saying, you waiting on pie in the sky, you better get you some pie right here. Well, God wants us to have pie right here. Jesus paid for us to have pie right here, but we was just ignorant because wasn't nobody preaching it, and that's why Paul said, how can they hear except somebody preach it? How can they believe if they haven't heard it? That's why we preaching it today. God wants you to be prosperous. You ought to say amen. Not only that, but on the cross, Jesus paid for your prosperity. At the same time he prayed for your sin, he paid for you to be prosperous. In everyday vernacular, God wants you rich. Now, can you swallow that? Can you say God wants me rich? Some of y'all can't say it. Can you say God wants me rich? Can we prove it? Can you go to Proverbs 10, 22, please? Because they don't believe it. Jesus paid for that. That's what's in the salvation package. Proverbs 10, 22, it says, for the blessing, what? What does it do? The blessing from the Lord, what does it do? It makes rich and what? As no sorrow. 
How many of y'all are blessed by God? Okay. If you don't stop the blessing by not knowing the principles, that blessing going to make you rich. I thought somebody would be happy about that. So the blessing of the Lord was on us, but we, stepped, we kept stopping it by wrong thinking. We thought that to be rich or to have more than we needed meant that we would be sinful, that we would take our eyes off God. Y'all got more money than I ever had in my life, more money than I need, more house than I need, more cars than I need. And I, y'all, do, do I still preach strong? Amen. Amen. Y'all, we haven't taken our eyes off of God. That was a lie from the devil that he taught us in the Baptist church and in the fundamental churches that if you get too much money, you're going to go away from God. Well, if money is your God, it will take you away from God. But if God is your God, come on, Job. Job was the richest one in the land, but he feared God and he ran away from evil. Well, Job lost everything, but then Job got double back. So he was twice as rich, come on somebody, as when the story started, and he still served God because God told Satan, have you considered my servant, Job? You know why young people, you try to bring your young people to church, teenagers to church, because they looking at Cardi B and all them people, and they floss and they rich. They looking at Young Thug. They looking at all these rappers and stuff, flossing and throwing up money in there. And then they come to church and here you got to be broke and be poor. Somebody say amen. amen. No, 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 man. Jesus paid. Oh, I wish somebody in here. I thought y'all be excited to find out what was in the box. I mean, you got, you got two pairs of earbuds too. Come on, somebody. They're in the box. Listen, listen. Nothing missing, nothing, nothing lacking. Prosperity. Listen. Health. Mental health. Physical health. Somebody say amen. Peace. Favor. Good health. Oh, my God. Do y'all see this? Your, your overall welfare. So in that piece of scripture, go back to Isaiah 53, 5. In that little piece of scripture that says the chastisement of our peace was upon us. Y'all, there are laws of prosperity in the kingdom. It's a gift to you. It's nothing you work for, but it's, it's still a law and a principle. And if you don't understand how to work those laws and those principles, prosperity will never come to you. One of the principles of prosperity that we've learned I think the behalfs are learning it right now, right? If I sow in the good ground, somebody say amen. amen. If I sow a seed this big, then my harvest is going to be this big. Somebody say amen. amen. That's a principle of prosperity. Now, we love God. Did I love God? Oh, my God, I love God. We'd be on a date. I'd stop the date, talk to somebody for two hours about salvation. I love God. I wanted to see people saved, but we was broke. We was broke because I didn't know what was all in the box. I didn't know that the same time he died for my sins, he also died so I wouldn't be broke. The Bible says the chastisement of our prosperity. That means that he was whipped. He chastised, you know, you say you had to chastise your kids. The Bible says it pleased the Lord to bruise him, to punish him. He was punished. So we can have prosperity. Have you ever heard a preacher preach this? No. He was not only just punished for our sins, he was punished for our prosperity, the chastisement of our peace. So he was beating y'all so we wouldn't be broke. Here I am walking around broke, and Jesus already paid for me not to be broke. So when we started learning how, you know, and in Baptist church, they teach you to tithe. Now, tithing, tithing does something. It does. It, it, there's a blessing with tithing, and then he, he will rebuke the what? Devour, you know. Her daddy had a refrigerator. say so he had it for 30 years, never broke, you know, stuff like that. You know, you ride on your tithes for 20 years and never go out, stuff like that, right? That's true. 
He will rebuke the devourer. He will protect your stuff from rusting out, wearing out, all kind of stuff. That's what tithing does. It does some other things too, right? Uh, if, if, if you're tithing, you can, if you're a mother, you can claim that scripture what? That you won't miscarry, right? What does it say? You should not cast your, your seed for its time because you're a tither. That's a tithing promise, right? So there are, there are promises that you get for tithing, amen? Uh, you, you, start, you, know, you start being able to pay your bills and, and you, know, you have enough, it seems like, when you faithfully tithe. Not at the beginning, but over time. You, you trust God with the tithe, and there are, there are a lot of benefits to the tithe. Amen. Write that down. Let me preach that one day. The benefits of tithe, okay? Because there are some. But we were taught in the Baptist church to tithe, and basically God will take it out your hide if you don't pay your tithe. Because we weren't taught about the blessing so much as it, if you don't tithe, you'll be cursed with a curse. My mama taught me the same day, your car going to break down, your tooth going to fall out, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's what we was taught. You're going to be cursed with a curse if you don't tithe. So a lot of people tithe out of fear. Somebody say amen. But we didn't know the principles of prosperity. Now I'm going to tell you, this is me. I say, you know how Paul said, I not the Lord necessarily. But in my experience, you're not going to get rich tithing. I love this. I got to do more to tithe? Yeah. You're not going to get rich tithing. Did we get rich tithing? No. Do we know anybody who got rich tithing? No. I don't know anybody that got rich tithing. Because tithing is not going to make you rich. <laughs> is this good, nephew? I love this. I love it. Love when you get quiet, that means you're listening. I'm going to teach you something. You're not going to get rich, Tyler. You're not. So what I'm talking for. There's some benefits to Tyler. We're going to preach that. So we were Tyler's, but we were still barely making it, not making it through. So then we learned the principles of seed sowing. Somebody say amen. amen. Now if you give your tithe as a seed, you know, that, that's a whole other thing. But y'all, we were tithing out of obligation and fear and all of this. But then when we learned the principles of seed sowing, remember we said there's the person of Jesus and there's the principles of Jesus. And you can have the person of Jesus without ever walking in the principles of Jesus. Right. So, so Jesus talked a lot about the sower souls, right, and sowing and giving and all that kind of stuff. So we learned the principles of seed sowing and, and sowing the seed for an intent and expecting a hundredfold back on the seed. That was the principle that we got when we got saved, but we weren't activated. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever had something with something? Y'all, I remember back to the iPhone. Y'all, that stuff on the iPhone, I didn't know it could do. I didn't know. I remember one time I was looking for a level. You know, I was trying to get something level. And I said, man, do we have a level on? We was looking all around the house for level. And then we was trying to uh, say, man, we, we got to go to the store and get a level. And then one of my kids, I think Nisa, she always knows everything about the iPhone for some reason. She said, Dad, you can, you can uh, download a level app on your phone. I didn't know you could download the level. Did you know that? You could level something. You could level furniture and pictures. From an app on your phone? Did y'all know that? I never knew that. Didn't have to go buy a level, and it looked just like a level. It I was like, wow. So, watch this. It came with it, but I didn't know it. When we first got, you know, I always drew, drove like just regular cars. So we we finally got into the Mercedes and all that, and you know, first Mercedes was given to me. So I remember one time I was riding, my wife had been riding, and um, and y'all, I'm real sensitive, I'm a, I'm a real man, so I don't like nothing on my butt, you know, getting hot, nothing like that. And my butt kept getting hot. I was like, what is going on? Why is my butt hot? And I looked, I was looking around, I said, Gina, my butt was like, 
Oh, that's because I turned on the seat warmer. I didn't know that you could warm the seat up in a Mercedes. And then in, in that particular one we had, you could cool the seat off. So it blow cold air and, you know, I didn't know. And so for so many, so long, I drove. I didn't know that you could warm your booty up or cool your booty off. I didn't know. Never used it. And so, so many years, we didn't know what we had in salvation. We didn't know that we had to, we didn't have to be broke. We didn't know that we had to go, we didn't have to go from check to check and go from hand to mouth. We, we didn't know that, that, that your lights could just stay on for six months in a row without ever getting cut off. We didn't know that. <laughs> you could drive cars without ever running out of gas. We didn't know. And we didn't know that God, Jesus paid for that, y'all. Y'all. I'm going to tell you right now, if you broke right now, if you have financial problems, y'all, get into this part of salvation. It's still a part of your package. And the devil is stealing from you because he knows that you don't know this stuff. Somebody say amen. amen. Hosea 4 and 6 say, my people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. And then when knowledge comes, they reject the knowledge. I don't believe all that you can be rich stuff. Y'all, you don't have to believe it. Y'all, it's come to pass in our life. Somebody say amen. amen. We learn the principles right there. Just tell my principles upon them that we can have prosperity. We got more than we needed. And we started doing those principles. We, we kept on tithing. But y'all, we pay, I mean, we give something like 40, 40 almost 40% of our income now. I mean, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It, it don't matter to us. Whatever is t we need to give towards something, we give it. Because now it ain't about 10, 10%, you know, $64.16 like some of y'all do, so precise with God. No, we seed sow. We, we sow because we believe that when we sow, we're going to get a hundredfold return. Somebody say Amen. And a blessing to chase you, chase you down. I'm going to say this again just to provoke you. I'm going to say it again to provoke you. When we started sowing $1,000 seeds and $5,000 seeds, $10,000 seed, now we're at $25,000 seed. The most we've sown at one time, $25,000. But y'all, I'm going to tell you, I've been chased down. People have chased me down with money, chased me down with $2,000, $2,500, $3,000, $5,000, people that didn't go to my church, people who didn't even know me, chase us down. We'd be walking around. So the Lord told us to give you this money, write you a check, all kind of stuff. And the, the Bible, all that stuff we read in the Bible about the blessing of the Lord will come upon you, it will overtake you, it will chase you down, all that stuff. Many of us don't experience that because all we do is tithe and give a little offering, but we and then when it's our off week, we give $25.60. We give $12. Y'all, we in the, everybody look up, look around, look around. What can your, what can $12? I mean, unless you a little kid or something, you got a job. You make more than $12 an hour. People are giving all that little stuff like that and all that, expect God to do something. No, you need to trigger, come on somebody, the chastisement of your prosperity by seed sowing. And y'all, we broke the back of poverty with a what? $1,000 seed. That was for us. That was back in the 90s. You might need $5,000 seed now, you know, inflation. But that's what we did, and we kept going up, up, up. Somebody say amen. amen. Two weeks ago, we was in Charlotte, we gave 25000 Somebody say amen. amen. Now, if you can give 25000 that means you got 25000 to give, right? Surplus. It didn't hurt us. So, y'all, that's what I'm trying to say. He not only died for your sin. He not only died for your iniquity. The Bible says the chastisement of your prosperity, your peace, nothing missing, nothing lacking. But the problem is, I got too many Baptist people over here. You still got too much Baptist. Y'all don't believe it. And on your off week that you're not tithing, what you give? What you gave today? I ain't going to ask you. <laughs> Think about it. And that's how Baptists do. On the off week, diggers be back there talking about, man, we ain't had nothing this week. That's how it is. 
Christmas come around, you at the Baptist church, <laughs> tithes and offerings be like $100.20. You got 300 people in there. Because we were never taught that. It's a law. It's a principle. You got to learn it. It's there. Everybody know in the kingdom that's rich, they got rich by seed sowing. Sowing seed. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you who I can't beat giving, my best friend. This guy, I can't beat him. <laughs> he going to give me, he going to give to my kids, you know, we try to give to each other kids. He going to give to my kids, he going to give more money to my kids and I give to his kids. We always in competition. Can't I'll give him. Can't beat him. He got more money than me now. Multimina. Because he always giving. Always giving. Always giving. Always giving. Always giving. Must be nice. If you had that much money, I could give too. That's how we got the money, y'all. See, that's what you forget. That's how we got it. Was by seed sowing. And y'all, this ain't a, this ain't a, a message about the offering. But I want to let you know what's all in the box. It's not just going to heaven when you die. And that's why the Muslims and them, that's why they get so many of black men, because the white man really teach you about pie in the sky. They don't want you to know you can have some pie on earth. But the Bible say we can. The Bible say we can live and have nothing missing and nothing lacking. How many of you got some stuff missing in your life? Come on, let me see here. Some, some stuff lacking. Amen. Can I tell you, I, I'm straining, I'm straining. If y'all ask me that, I'm straining to try to think what I'm missing and lacking right now. I just, I have nothing. My wife's like, what you want for your birthday? I, I don't have I, nothing. I don't have nothing missing or lacking. Not me. Not me. I can buy anything in the store I want. There's not too many cars. I can, I can go get one. Cash right now. Right now. With this mortgage. Because y'all know if y'all don't pay enough offering on the mortgage, you know who got to pay it? My name on it. But y'all, you can get to that place where you're not struggling and you're not hustling and you're not, what, what good time say? Scratching and surviving. Jugga, jugga, jugga. <laughs> Whatever they were saying. <laughs> Standing in the child line. That's what he says. Yo, I got it. You can get to that place. How many of y'all want to get to that place? Okay. You got to learn the principles. How many of y'all believe me? Okay, some of y'all don't believe me. How many of y'all believe Rashid? 2,000 turn into 20,000. How many of y'all believe Natalie? 1,000 turned into 100,000. Overnight. Y'all, that's how the principles work. Is it amazing when it works? Is it amazing when it works? Is it amazing when it works? It's amazing. It works. And some of us, we do it one time, Get, get all the golden eggs <laughs> and then forget about the golden goose. Okay, if it worked that good the first time, let's not do it again. We got our 20,000. Let's go. Is that all the money you're going to need in life is 20,000? My God. And you got to learn these principles. Here's the last part. By stripes you heal. So when he paid for your salvation, he paid for the healing of every disease. Now, mama, you know, we've been praying a long time about disease, disease in your body. And my mama got the principles, but then a lot of times it's the wisdom too, right? Say, so if you don't have wisdom, do you know my mama is free from all them diseases, diabetes, high blood pressure? Somebody ought to say amen. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she told me, when she was at the other church, and I love her pastor. They, you know, they Baptists. I love them. They was good to us. Still good. I don't want to see you right now. I just, I just want to give them some money. But she didn't learn that over there. Now, my mama got good sense, y'all. Listen to me. My mama got good sense. I always talk about that. She looked around, and they was having two and three funerals every weekend. This was doing COVID, too. She said, uh, <laughs> Randy, y'all having funerals over there? Uh-uh, no. Anybody down over here? I think I'm going to come over there. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, we're preaching divine health. Amen. You know you can be healed of every one of your diseases? Because he paid for it. Amen. At the same time, how many of y'all believe your sins are forgiven? And you're going to heaven because you accept Jesus Christ. Let me see your hand. The same God, the same transaction that he paid for you to go to heaven, he paid for you to be healed of every one of your sicknesses and diseases. That's what's in the box. Oh, I wish I could have preached it as exciting as it was on the inside of me. But y'all, there's so much in that box that we haven't tapped into because we weren't taught it. And I love the Baptist. I learned, I learned everything about salvation, the books of the Bible. I learned all that from the Baptist. I grew up, I was a Baptist preacher. I'm not against the Baptist. But y'all, they limited. And if you had a Baptist church that don't believe in divine healing and you sick, you need to get somewhere where you can get healed. You can get the word of God and get healed. If you had a church that don't preach that you can be prosperous, that you can be rich, because the Bible, didn't we just show it to you? That you need to get somewhere that's preaching that you can have more money than you need. Because you see how the hands up says things missing? I don't have nothing missing. I don't know. Maybe my wife will remind me and we'll get in the back. Oh, you got that one thing. Maybe, but I can't think of nothing right now. Not, not, but if you'd asked me 20 years ago, whoo. I had a lot of stuff missing. But we work those principles, y'all. And it's all in salvation. It's a free gift. Oh, don't you want it? Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're done.